the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children is what it is. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com, missionamerica.com, for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles at WorldNetDaily, that's WND.com, on BarbWire.com, and they're elsewhere out on the web. Uh, in various places, also on missionamerica.com. And be sure to check out my latest book, now in its second edition, with a revised chapter on the transgender so-called issue. And the book is called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. You can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. One of the big topics that is under discussion today throughout Christian circles is social justice. And there's no question many of our college students are big fans of the ideas that form the core of social justice thinking, and that includes young people who identify as Christians. And as most of you know, there are some real um, dialogues going on about the ideology here. Is there a way um, that a college student's interest in this subject can become a path toward a deeper understanding and the development of a truly Christian worldview. Well, my guest today has been educating audiences and churches on the issue of apologetics and even cults, if you can believe it, and that's very interesting. Uh, Hopefully we get to that as well, for uh, several decades. And Jay Howard has been a private counselor to families of people involved in cults and the apologetics issue. He's written many articles as well as having lectured all over the world on these issues. Welcome, Jay, to Mission America Radio. Thanks, Linda, for having me. Well, I'm so glad you were able to join us today. You had um, called me and suggested, uh, talked about what what your plan is to do. And first of all, I want to go back and just revisit your ministry. Please give us a little 
background on your ministry, your here in Ohio, and uh, what you've been doing for a number of years. Yes, I've been in churches and some colleges for about 35 years, uh, as I said, around the country and done quite a bit overseas on cults and Christian apologetics. Uh, my my goal was to help Christians better understand how to share their faith with different cult groups and people in the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses and Scientology and Islam and all manner of groups. And uh, recently, this just last spring, I just looked at the social justice uh, issues, the movement, and decided uh, it's high time that I look at that seriously and do a research project on that. Okay. So, okay. So you looked at the social justice issue and what rose right away to the top of your awareness level about um, how we are approaching this and how this has actually become a new buzz buzz term, not a buzz word, but a buzz term. Uh, tell us your impressions of that, first of all. Yes. Um, well, I was doing my research. Uh, I noticed there's a number of issues uh, related to uh, social justice, both pro and con, you know, articles and things that are good about it, things that are bad about it. Um, the one thing that really got to me um, was there is nothing I could find uh, dealing with uh, the evangelization, you know, Christian evangelization of the social justice student, uh, the so-called millennial generation. And, uh, you know, my the more I, I researched this and finished the lecture this summer, uh, I delivered it at Ohio University, debuted it there. And um, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that uh, we needed to take this presentation on the road, so to speak, uh, go to Christian, or not Christian colleges, but colleges in general, and present um, my concerns about social justice. Uh, there's several you know, concerns I have about social justice and how it impacts society and you know, how it hurts the students themselves. But uh, also, um, during the presentation towards the end, um, my intentions are to uh, talk to these students about the freeing um, love of, of Jesus Christ and help them to at least know a little bit about the Lord so they can make an you know, informed decision whether they want him in his life. Because, you know, you read these articles and you, you listen to the reports about these students on campuses and Antifa and all these different things, and the, a couple things you come away with is uh, there's so much violence and there's so much uh anger and, uh, you know, rage and frustration in these students, they can't be very happy. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you live your life uh, frustrated with everybody and, and their uncle, and uh, you're not going to be a very happy or fulfilled person. And my idea is, uh, given the option of accepting the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, on campus during these meetings and uh, see what happens. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great uh, thought because truly... Um, when you are fed, it's, it's a propaganda situation. I'm sure you see that when you're given only a partial picture and young people really do want, um, as older, some of us older people do too, but they really do have a heart and they want for things to be fair. And they, and so we need to turn that back to something that truly fits with uh, a Christian worldview. Is that, is that how you see it? Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, it will come as no shock to your listeners that uh, we are talking about a massive uh, generation that is unchurched. I mean, the the majority of these millennials um, probably never went to church. Their parents didn't take them to church because they're agnostics or atheists. And so they came out, uh, you know, trained that, uh, you know, there's nothing really important in the world, you know, to die for or to commit to. 
and therefore they, they go off into all manner of ideas, in, in this case the social justice movement, which they probably at this time believe is, is a really great thing to believe in, you know, the idea of socialism and, and fighting for transgender rights and these kinds of things that make a lot of sense to people who were never never even thought of the Christian view of the world. Right, right. Um, in case you're just joining us, friends, we are talking with Jay Howard, who is an expert on apologetics. Um, he's spoken about cults. He's helped a lot of people, the family members in cults, and uh, has written many articles and, and has a website called um, Focus on the Faulty, F-A-U-L-T-Y dot com. Is that correct, Jay? Yeah, it's yeah. .com or .org, either one. Okay, com or .org. And um, so, okay, so when I hear social justice, I, I have to say I am immediately concerned because it has been used as a way to uh, for identity politics, which has largely had, had some problems uh, in, uh, in conveying the truth uh, a lot of the time. But, uh, but again, as I was saying, and you, and you said, kids want to be fair. They're looking to, to defend the underdog. So what do people do in social justice, uh, uh, agendas? They pitch their, you know, defense of the underdog. But when it comes to something like so-called LGBT rights, um, and, uh, you know, the fact that some of those folks have been mistreated by some people, and but therefore Christians should accept all homosexual behavior. I mean, how do you how would you phrase a, a different view of that from a, a, an authentic biblical stand to a group of millennial or not millennial, but a college students? Well, this is actually the, the, the great um, challenge that I've been told I'm going to have uh, because the uh, average uh, millennial student these days is has sort of given up an objective truth. You know, right. They don't think it exists. Mm-hmm. And so they are more or less, more or less guided by their feelings and uh, their ideas of what they what they feel should be fair or true about the world, it may be in complete odds with historic Christianity and objective truth, but they they don't know objective truth. They've never been in, they've yeah. never encountered it. Their parents have probably never offered it to them, um, and so these students are just floundering. I mean, they're they're in a sea of of of, of nihilism, and uh, you know they've never really um, held on to anything. That's really true. You know, there's a phrase we use in the, in the cult world. If you don't believe in something, you're bound to fall for anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is so true about the millennial generation. They unfortunately have fallen, um, you know, into the trap of listening to Marxist socialistic professors and high school teachers. And they've kind of been raised for years on the idea that, uh, you know, communism is a great idea. Socialism is a great idea. And uh, and so we got to fight for those causes, and they probably have never encountered the problems. You know, we've we've lost 100 million people uh, to the to communist philosophy yeah. since 1917, when the Russians were taken over by uh, you know by the, the you know the Leninistic um, ideas. And so uh, they're not taught that you know we've lost 100 million people or more to communism, the ideology. Mm -hmm. And, you know, socialism is, you know, destroying certain countries. You know, Venezuela is often brought up. Right. And they don't really think in terms of um, 
of the problem. They just think, hey, you know, socialism, communism, they believe in helping everybody. Right. Everybody and, deserves to be happy. That that not that kind of the pre... And the, the government, it's the government's job to make everybody happy. Isn't that sort of one of the prevailing... Yeah. yeah. On my presentation on social justice, I talk about, you know, what is it that's going to make things, like they say, fair? You know, is it a, are you going to have a committee making decisions about fairness and giving everybody, you know, $72 in their pocket so everybody in the world has $72? No, it's not going to be a committee. It's, it, the only people they, they believe can do this is the government. Right. And when's the last time the government did anything right in this country? You know, I think the last really good thing the government did was we fought World War II. And we can say that was a massive success because, you know, the whole country was behind that that effort. But since then, you know, we really haven't gotten a whole lot of things completely right. You know, we do some good things, but a lot of the things that the, you know, the U.S. government has done have been botched terribly. So I don't look to the government for my salvation. Right. Well, a lot of these kids... Um, and, and frankly, I think some of it is simply the idea of entitlement and and we're in a, when in an, you're an affluent society, you know, people decide that it's always going to be this way. And it's so unfair that some people aren't affluent, not taking into account the basics of human nature, which Christi- a Christian worldview would educate somebody to the fact that some people are going to be um some people are going to be um, motivated to take advantage of opportunity to uh, opportunities and others just won't, but the opportunity ought to be there. I mean, that's been the basic uh, idea of, of uh, the American uh, experiment, correct? That opportunity for all rather than uh, a guaranteed entitlement and, and a guaranteed outcome. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that, that is, you know, that unfortunately, or I won't say unfortunately, but that is the hallmark of capitalism Everybody is offered the, the, the opportunity to succeed in this country in their wildest you know, dreams, but the equal um, outcome is not guaranteed right. by capitalism. Right, right. We only have about and two. Therefore, you know, we, do, we are going to have uh, winners and losers in capitalism. People are going to succeed. Some people will fall by the wayside. But the one thing that you know, I remind people in my presentation on, on social justice is even Jesus Christ himself said, I don't know when he was with his disciples, that the poor will be with you always. Right, right. You know, I mean, God in human flesh was telling his people that poverty will never be wiped out no matter how hard we try. And so I'm not saying we should give up on it, right. but don't make it the focal point of your obsessive, obsessive ideas of what is fair is to wipe out poverty because, you know, it's never been done in, you know, 6,000 years of recorded history. Right. Well, we only have about a minute until our first break, Jay. Um, so here, I'm just going to ask you quickly, and then we can go into it more after the break. What is your plan then? You've spoken at um, Ohio University to get this out onto other campuses. So give us about a minute. Well, I've been contacting uh, a, a few media outlets to see if they'll be open to you know interviewing me about my plan. The one thing I'm convinced of is I've talked to dozens and dozens of college ministry people you know, who are working with these students, and none of them have have said that they're doing some, uh, you know, concentrated, targeted uh, system or strategy to reach these students. It's just catch as catch can. And I'm planning to try to develop uh, this idea of going into college campuses and, and 
speaking to, directly to the students about the love of God, mm-hmm. yeah. and I've been told that's a nutty idea because you know, mm-hmm. they've never tried it before. Yeah, right. But just because it's never been tried doesn't mean it, it can't, can't be work. done. Okay, um, we'll, we'll pick that up when we come back. Uh, we're talking with Jay Howard, who is, uh, has a, a wonderful website called Focus on the Faulty, Dot com or org, and he has been educating audiences about cults, apologetics, and wants to talk uh, more, he's done it already some, about social justice to college students and use it as a way to pivot to the gospel, and isn't that a wonderful idea? This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. Stay with us. We will be right back after these messages and talk more about social justice, and maybe we'll have a chance to talk to Jay about cults as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. So we're talking about the issue of social justice being a point of reference and a starting point for um, introducing or reinforcing the message of the gospel on college campuses to college students. We're talking with Jay Howard, who's done a lot over the years, uh, has uh, spoken and is quite an expert on apologetics and even cults. He's spoken all around the world. Um, Jay, if you were to uh, pick out some specific ways that you could take a a specific teaching on social justice, and if you're in a room full of, let's say, because most every room will be a mixture of faithful, probably just a few faithful Christians among college students, I'm I don't mean to be negative, but, and then many others who are identify as believers and then atheists uh, or who, who are, or maybe in other faiths, how would you start with one point and make some of the points you made perhaps down at Ohio University? Well, we're going to talk about four or five concerns I have about social justice. We're going to talk a little bit about the problems of Antifa. It's, you know, it's like the Brown Church from World War II in Germany. Um, we're going to talk about um, my concerns about the concept of transgenderism, which for many years has been considered a, a mental health issue and not a real issue. We're going to talk about things like um, you know, socialism versus capitalism. We're going to talk a little bit about um, – um, there's a couple other ideas I have. Oh, one, the one thing I really want to stress is the way that the social justice movement has um, systematically been kind of peeling back – Language. I mean, they 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 yes. hammer on words like Nazi and bigot and racist, mm-hmm. but those words in context mean something very specific and very important. I mean, we had the Nazis who were destroying people's lives, six million Jews, and that thing uh, set off fifty million deaths in in Europe. Mm-hmm. That's Nazism. Yeah. You, you don't just uh, use the word Nazi about a person that you know you disagree with about p- politics and things. Racist and bigots. You know, misusing those words repeatedly. They water down these very important words we use every day, and they make them uh, of no effect. And that's why I'm opposed to the misuse of language within the social justice structure. Uh, I I just find this really abhorrent that they don't totally accept and understand how important those words are to the American people. Mm -hmm. Right, and so – one of the issues is the collectivism in social social justice that Jesus really would like for us to wipe out these these systemic problems rather than going back to the the real message of Christ being uh, individual salvation. I mean, how do you get back to that on, on with these kids? Well, yeah, 
the, the understanding within the social justice movement is that he's some kind of you know community organizer like Barack right, Obama. Right. But Jesus was not that. He he was literally God in human flesh who came down here to die on the cross for the sins of the world. And you know, as I said in the opening, um, I'm convinced that the vast majority of the social justice students are are hopelessly lost uh, to truth. And um, by presenting a, a Christian message to them at the end of, a, of one of my social justice talks, almost like um, the, the evangelist I really love and respect is D.L. Moody. Mm-hmm. You know, so it'll be kind of it'll be kind of a blend of of you know a Ben Shapiro type presentation. Although I'll be a lot more dialogical, a lot I'm I'm not trying to blow them away with you know information, but I'm trying to. Uh, show them some of the what I call the frailties of their system that they're kind of committed to, um, but at the same time try to do it so that I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking angrily and I'm not try- talking uh, emotionally, but I'm just try- being matter of fact. And then I want to close with a, with a gospel presentation and let them know that Jesus loved them, died on the cross for them, and um, you know wants them to be free from their their pain and in their anger, and they can have you know a, a life in Christ. And every every uh, college ministry people I person I've talked to says, um, oh, we don't really talk to them so much, you know, forcefully like this. We we kind of try to go around the edges of yes. it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm saying I'm saying, you know, if we do it in, in love and compassion, I think a lot of the social justice students will respond to this message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, obviously, not the entire room. I, I can't expect that. Right. But, you know, the Holy Spirit, that's his job, to convince and convict of sin and judgment. Right. And, you know, in a given room of, say, 100 students, you got to say a few of them will be spoken to by the Holy Spirit in during my message and will hopefully respond and talk to somebody afterwards and maybe pray with some of us. That's my goal. Yeah. yeah the, one of the big, I, I speak to, uh, a couple of times a year, I speak to seniors uh, at, uh, in a public uh, in public high schools about the issues of homosexuality and transgenderism. And I always am, am managed to, beca- because they ask, uh, we talk about, end up talking about the gospel. And wh- the la- just two weeks ago, uh, the, and it's the same question I always get. So these are the kids that are just about to go to college. Is Jesus is, you know, Jesus was said about loving your neighbor. It, what, mm-hmm. What's wrong? I mean, isn't that what it, it's all about? And I think the issue is that they, they really don't believe in sin. They think that these systemic things are sin, but their own personal sin is kind of missing from the equation. Do you see that? Well, yes. I mean, uh, if you don't, if you mis- misrepresent Jesus, he comes out, like I said, as a social worker or a community yeah. organizer. But here's the same man who says, you know, love your love your neighbor as yourself. You know, do good to those who despise you and, and persecute you. But he also said to, you know, to the... Uh, to, to the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the you know the sinners that he came in contact, he said you know be you know beware you sin you you um, you know you whitewash sepulchers you den of vipers. I mean he was he was condemning sin and bad behavior, and he was in, he was embracing those who would come to him, but he was very very quick Correct. to mm-hmm. to tell people that you know you're sinning and you're doing wrong and you need to repent. Mm-hmm. So. But they don't teach that, that Jesus to anybody in the in the social justice movement. He's just this great guy who ran around with sandals and a bunch of hippies, and you know just you know loved everybody, and, and you know didn't ever say a bad word about anything. But you know you read the New Testament, and it shows you that Jesus Christ stood 
for truth, and he he didn't allow anybody to to claim that the truth wasn't available to them. Right. And okay, so we're almost out of time. Um, Jay, is there a lot? Uh, there are a lot of articles on your website. Focus on the dot com. Right. Correct. Okay. So uh, Jay Howard, I um, encourage you. And if you are a person who would like a presentation to. I mean, I would imagine your youth group, your college group, or if you have in, inroads into one of the campus ministries, please uh, contact Jay. Go to focusonthefaulty.com. I'm sure you can find contact information. Jay, I ask my listeners to pray for you, to um, think about these issues, and consult you if they if they would like more information. But this is these are very very large and and substantive. Uh, matters that are uh, consuming our society and our kids. But um, I thank you so much for your ministry, Jay, and God bless you. Okay? Thank you, Linda. Well, friends, do go to Jay's website, and I urge you to think about the social justice issues involved because they are interwoven with all of what we're hearing today. Just remember, just remember, with God, all things, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>